football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yeah, this is Red Friday on North Sound 1. It's Scottish Cup semi-final time. A very odd time of year because, of course, it's last season's trophy and the Dons play Celtic for the second time in a week. It's a game that boss Derek McInnes knows his team will need to be at their best. It's important to try and find a performance to get to another final and put ourselves in position to win the trophy. We've proved we're a good cup team. We're up against the team that's been the best cup team over the last few years. Their record has been incredible, really. Celtic's and... Uh, and they've broken all sorts of records with that with their cup competition. I think it's 35 games unbeaten cup competitions. But we know that that has to come to an end and we know we feel we're good enough to win another cup at some point. So we're two games away from it. It's important we try and no look too much at what's happened previous or um, it's just important we deal with the now. My players are busting, absolutely busting. They're in a good place. Can't wait for the game. Um, and we, we look forward to the opportunity on Sunday. North Sound 1, Red Friday. I'm Mike and I'm joined by Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny. Dave, last week's performance, good result in the end, but probably disappointment that it could and probably should have been all three points. Yeah, disappointment that we didn't get all three points, but uh, also the, in the manner of the way the goals went and the fact that you get an equaliser in stoppage time, it, it felt a lot better than had the goals gone the, the other way around, but uh, no more than we deserved. And... Uh, I'm looking forward to Sunday because uh, we've said it so often before, but you'll never have a, a better chance, I don't think, than Celtic. They're going through a bit. They played quite well last night, mm-hmm. to be fair, um, and uh, but they're also struggling at the back defensively, and Ayer went off last night injured, so he, he's obviously very much a doubt for, for Sunday. So, uh, yeah, and as Derek said there, the players are bursting you know the confidence is so high mm-hmm. throughout the Aberdeen squad Sam Cosgrove made his, his comeback he looked a bit ring rusty as you'd expect but still was involved in the second goal Scott Wright when he came on looked absolutely fantastic he, yeah, that great know, run as well great, that fantastic run and also uh, managing to pickpocket to Duffy for the, the the ball that went resulted in the second the second goal so you know Ryan Hedge is still looking Really, really good. He's playing at the top of his form defensively. We look sound. So it's, uh, as I said, we've, we'll never, as long as we turn up on the day, which I've every confidence that we will, and uh, looking forward to it, as I said. Andrew, last Sunday, there was that 10 minute spell when Scott Brown and Lee Griffiths came on where things shifted slightly and of course Celtic got those two goals but outside of that 10 minutes you did feel there was never really a moment where you felt that, that Aberdeen were in, in a huge amount of trouble No um, which was surprising given the, the past history of that fixture particularly at Petaudry where I think Celtic have played some of their best football over the last four or five years but uh, the first half was a bit even Stevens. there was not a lot to choose between the sides uh, both had Periods where they enjoyed a dominance in possession without really stamping their authority in the game. And then uh, Lewis Ferguson got the penalty just before half time. And you did wonder, you know, what's the, the, the sort of, what's the Celtic's reaction going to be like because they've been under the, the cosh a wee bit in recent games. But they, they came back and they got a very good equaliser, good work by Callum McGregor. And they, then it was about how did Aberdeen react? And they reacted so positively. And as the manager said, and as, as Dave said, you know, Scott Wright was a revelation when he came on. Um, he put 
Duffy and the Celtic defence under an enormous amount of pressure just by running at them and showing great pace, bringing a, a real dynamism to, to Aberdeen's attacking play. 2-1 up, you're thinking there's got to be a, another reaction from Celtic. Yes, there was. Um, I think Lee Griffiths, love him or hate him, it was a fantastic goal that he scored. And I can't see anybody else in a Celtic shirt at the moment being capable of scoring that type of goal. But it was disappointing that uh, they were able to break down the right two minutes later, win the penalty, which was put away nicely by Ryan Christie. But once again, Aberdeen showed their character, dug deep, and the equaliser was no less than what they deserved. And indeed, they could have gone on to win the game because if that game had gone on five minutes more, I think Aberdeen would have won it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And one player who felt that the Dons did deserve to get more out of the game on Sunday was goalkeeper Joe Lewis. There was no celebrations for getting a point on Sunday. You know, we, we certainly felt like we could have won the game and um, and we know we can play better and, and eradicate one or two little things that, that um, allowed them back into the game. So, yeah, there, there will be confidence certainly taken from, from getting a point uh, from from the champions and a team that's been dominant domestically for um, for a good while now so um, we definitely feel like we've got the um, the confidence going to get the game Sunday and and we feel like we can play better and, and we can build on, on what was a, was already a good performance but um, we felt like there's more to come from ourselves and Jolis is also happy with the improvement that the squad has made since last season we're a different team certainly this season I think we're a better team we've got more strength and depth and um Hopefully we show that on, on Sunday and we take, take the confidence that we've drawn from the, the season so far to, uh, to hand on Sunday and, and uh, put in a good performance and get to the final. So we're in a position, Dave, that obviously last season's semi-final we're talking about now with everything that's happened this year and weirdly it's one of the few things that might have actually gone in Aberdeen's favour in the sense that it, playing this season you feel that Aberdeen are a much stronger proposition Yeah they are and you've got Johnny Hayes who was cup tied in the same competition normally he he wouldn't have been allowed to play but because we're in a, a unique situation he's he's okay for playing uh, Andrew and I were also discussing we're assuming that even though it's last season's competition that any goal scored will count towards course, this season's yeah. good, good point. but it is, a, it is something that I'm sure will be certainly if, if uh, Fergie gets into double figures he'll want everyone to, <laughs> to know about it but uh, yeah I think uh, as Joe said there the, the strength and depth is the thing you looked at the bench last week and even the players that didn't weren't even on the bench through injury mm-hmm. um, it's uh, a mouth-watering proposition and uh, it's a really really good squad the strongest squad for quite a few seasons I would suggest yeah and what an opportunity Andrew I mean it is two games from a trophy but it is this is the step that any team that wants to win a trophy has to overcome you don't win the Scottish Cup without beating Celtic we know that because they're obviously going for their quadruple treble uh, and it is a huge game but you do feel you do feel that this is such a big chance on Sunday Oh it's a massive chance and as Dave said you know we've just got to turn up and make sure that we give absolutely everything leave nothing out on the park uh, it's a one off treat it as though it's the cup final because effectively it is and they uh, I do believe that Aberdeen are in with as good a chance as they've had against Celtic in any of the the occasions that we've played against them uh, during Derek McInnes' time. We have beaten them, so we know that we can beat them. It's a Celtic team that still has 
a lot of questions unanswered. I mean, you're looking at last night, you know, I mentioned Lee Griffiths scoring a fantastic goal at Petaudry on Sunday, but his manager couldn't trust him to play last night. And there's obviously still issues there. Edward came back, only made the bench, but came on. I don't think his head's in the right space. Um, I don't think he's 100% fit. He's not as sharp as he normally looks, but he's still a danger man. And defensively, you know, if Christopher Iyer misses out, they're right down to the bare bones defensively. You'd anticipate the beaton's going to come in. I think they've tried the three at the back. It doesn't work. So they've gone back to a back four. Shane Duffy, I'm sorry, he's maybe had a great career, but he's he's getting to pension age now, and it's showing. Uh, Scott Wright's put him under so much pressure. He, he was made to look very, very ordinary last Sunday, and he won't relish playing against Aberdeen. And the two fullbacks, I like the look of the boy Laxal, um, and he does push forward a lot. They, they, they have a tendency, the two Celtic fullbacks, to to forget about defending, and they can't afford to do that against Aberdeen, not with the attack-minded players that the Dons have got. So it's a very, very interesting game, and I think it's it's the team that has the greatest belief in their own abilities that will go on and win it. Now, you would say that should be Celtic because they're so used to winning, but this is a different Aberdeen squad. There's a mentality about them now that suggests that we can take that quantum leap forward, get the better of Celtic, and then if you've done that, it doesn't matter. Hibs or Hearts in the final, you're going to fancy your chances. Now you, we know that attack-wise, the Dons, there's no issue with the way Aberdeen are going to play uh, attacking-wise and defensively. They've been very, very strong this season. Uh, from a Celtic point of view, uh, from playing Celtic's uh, the point of view of playing Celtic, you do feel that it's all about just keeping it keeping it tight and also giving the, the forward players a licence to do what they do best by not conceding anything, just being really solid at the back. And that's, you suspect, where the game could be won or lost from either side. Yeah, very much so. And uh, the wide open spaces of Hamden will suit Aberdeen's pace men like Scott, Scotty Wright, uh, Ryan Hedges, etc. Uh, Johnny Hayes, always bombing forward trying to, to help out and you know it was mentioned earlier Celtic uh, Celtic wing but uh, Frimpong and Laxalt will have to defend on Sunday hopefully because Aberdeen have posed so many different threats and uh, you know we haven't even mentioned Matty Kennedy who's coming back from injury he was in the bench last week uh, another one that's really on his day is a match for anybody in an attacking sense so it's you know we don't want to get too carried away ahead of the game because we've done it before. But we sh- you know we scored three times against Celtic last Sunday. That'll be fresh in the minds. Okay, we lost three goals as well, but uh, defensively, you know that that apart, we've looked solid most of the season. Let's get the thoughts of some former players then on Sunday's game because it is a huge, huge game for the Dons. Uh, we're going to hear from former Don Richie Byrne who caught up with our fan reporter Graham Watt to give us his thoughts on Sunday's game. Richie, a cup semi-final this weekend for Aberdeen. Celtic are the opponents. It's always difficult against Celtic. Aberdeen showed last week that they can hurt Celtic if they go there on Sunday to Hamden Park. Beat Celtic, it's a great opportunity to take that cup home, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I need to trip to Hamden. It's a one-off game. It's all there to play for with the team. I would never count Celtic out. They're always a strong team, no matter where they're playing. And in the big games big players raise and rise to the occasion 
I'd say in terms of Aberdeen, I was very impressed with the way Aberdeen have been playing over the last couple of months. I really like the young lad Hedges. I think he's a fantastic player. Um, we also, also we talked about Andy a couple of weeks ago. You know, very very consistent. So there's a few players that are there that are very very consistent. You know what you're getting. A good strong performance, as I said, in a one-off game. You never know, and I'm, I'm sure that the lads will do very well. They'll be all excited. The manager will be excited, and I think he'll be quietly confident that they can do something against this Celtic team. If we can reduce the, the amount of space that they have to play inside our fullbacks, I think I think there's all, you have a great chance. You know, um, so let's see how we get on. It's an exciting game. I'm looking forward to. It. Graham also spoke to former Don's midfielder Fraser Fivey about how much the players will be looking forward to Sunday's game. Yeah, these games are something you really look forward to and it's it's what you live for, you know what I mean, semi-final opportunity to get to another cup final for Aberdeen, Derek McInnes obviously um, been in this position for for many years now, um, so he knows what he needs to do to get to a final and I think it's a great time for, for Aberdeen to actually play Celtic, because obviously Celtic haven't been on the best of runs of late um, but I think in terms of nerves I think it's good to have that, the players will have that wee feeling in their stomach before they go out to the pitch, but as soon as they go on the pitch, that kind of goes and the game plan sets itself that the manager's put in and, and there's something they'll really, really look forward to and obviously it's just it's just a real shame that fans obviously can't be there and um, but they'll have the support from everybody at home. Uh, speaking about Celtic, Andrew, last night's game where they played against Lille, who are obviously on that really good run in French league football, they are a team, Lille, that haven't really done that brilliantly in Europe. And you're looking at the stats last night, albeit Celtic did take that, that two-goal lead. When you look at the stats, it was um, much more one-sided in terms of the way Lille attacked overall in the game. And y- y- it was obviously a workout for them defensively, Celtic. And you could argue that they didn't really pass that test because when you're two goals up against any opposition, you do feel that you should be you should be able to sort of see that out. Yeah, um, but we've said so often in the past, two 0 is that most dangerous of leads uh, because if the opposition get one back, they are lifted, and so often they'll get a second one and often go on and win the game. Uh, whereas you're two 0 up, you think you're you're comfortable, you're not really. You need to get a third one to to give yourself that breathing space, but. Uh, uh, I think the the game last night, judging by the the little bit of it that I saw, Celtic look out on, on their feet. Um, come you know eighty minutes into the game, and I just wonder if if that will have some kind of effect. The longer the game goes on Sunday, that Celtic aren't in control of the game. Um, so you hope that Aberdeen can get plenty of possession and. Okay, they won't get the majority of possession, but if they use their possession well, and as Dave said, you know, the wide open spaces of Hamden, uh, Celtic don't look too clever when people get in behind them. And Aberdeen have got the pace to really hurt them uh, if they get the right service up to whoever it is that's up front. I mean, Marley Watkins, I thought, was very good. Conor McLennan, who came on for Dylan McGear last week, you always have a slight concern about Connor defensively, but I thought he did that job really well last Sunday. And he is another one who's got tremendous pace and strength when he's running forward. We always remember that great goal that he scored at Ibrox uh, a couple of seasons ago in the Scottish Cup. And was it the League Cup final that um, Connor played against Celtic, Dave, where he was outstanding in, in the game, causing them lots of problems. So he's been there before, he's been to Hamden, he's played in the big stage. Connor McLennan could be a dark horse for being the one to watch, really, on, on Sunday. 
Yeah, what about you, Dave? Who's your kind of one to watch from a Don's perspective? Well, Scott Wright, if he can continue what he, you know, where he left off on Sunday. He was obviously, he was, he was probably very disappointed he didn't start because he'd, he'd, he'd been playing well. But when he came on, he just showed absolutely exemplary attitude and he, as he ran that, that Celtic defence ragged. So he's obviously in contention for a starting berth, but it's also the problem, other than the injured Dylan McGeer, who do you, who do you, you leave out after last mm. Sunday? But... Uh, when we're used to being surprised by Derek's lineups, so I don't think he'll change it too much, though. Scott Wright's a player that has been around for a while now at Petodre, and he's a player that you always feel has had the potential to break through, but maybe hasn't quite got there yet. And he's a player that the manager actually has shown a lot of faith in, but conversely, this season, you can see why. I think this season, Scott Wright has taken his own game up a couple of levels. Uh, he looks to have filled out during lockdown. You know, he's, he's obviously been working very hard and he's just, as I say, you're right, lots of potential, but he's starting to realise that potential and I think believe what people are telling him that he's a very, very good player. Yeah. Uh, we're going to hear more from Derek McInnes and his thoughts on Sunday's game. It is a huge semi-final for the Dons. More next. <laughs> Yeah, this is Red Friday and it's a huge game for the Dons. It's Scottish Cup semi-final Celtic against Aberdeen. 2.30 kickoff on Sunday and Dons boss Derek McInnes knows a lot of the focus will be on Celtic. I think we've got the time focused on ourselves and on the importance of the game, you know, the strength of the, the opponent. Um, and we feel that we are a team who have started the season well. We enough encouragement to suggest that we can have a, a good campaign. And Sunday brings us an opportunity to showcase that, really. Obviously, it's last year's competition. I think we have earned the right to be here. Now that we are here, it's important to make the most of it. I do feel, well, we were improving last year um, when the season was curtailed. There's no doubt we're in a better place, um, both in terms of squad, in terms of level of performance, uh, going into this game, which is clearly, despite previous games, is the most important one. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Derek McInnes, Dave, is always one for next game. Next game, it's always about the next game. It really is about the next game in this particular situation. It certainly is. Uh, it now becomes the biggest game for Aberdeen Football Club. And uh, As it always says, it's a chance to get to uh, a, a cup final. Derek's always said he wants to win more trophies before his time at Petaudry is up. And uh, he's now two games away from, from doing just that and uh, it's huge and he's absolutely right when he you know compared the squad that he would have had had football not uh, been shut down back in March uh, comp- compared to the, the squad he does have now uh, I would say it's considerably stronger yeah uh, it is such a huge game what does it mean do you think to the fans Andrew this game and, and what would it mean to get that win not just a win in a semi-final I would say but a win against Celtic in a semi-final well um, we have played Celtic before in semi-finals as we all know this will be the seventh meeting of the clubs in the previous six Celtic have been victorious on five of those six occasions the only time Aberdeen won was a a 1-0 victory uh, 
when Peter Weir scored in 82-83 in the midst of that golden Scottish Cup run that Aberdeen enjoyed uh, winning the trophy four times in the space of five years and when you consider that we've only won it seven times in 117 years that shows you what a, a, a period in the sun it was uh, but yeah, I think the fans would would deem it a much, much bigger victory being against Celtic than where against, say, Hibs or Hearts had the draw gone the other way for Aberdeen. Uh, but it's it's a game that that really, you know, it, it gets the fans really up for it and it's such a shame that they're not going to be able to go along to that match because, as Dave said, Aberdeen are in a much, much better place now than had the game been played in April as was originally mooted because, you cast your mind back, Aberdeen was starting to come out of a, a poor run of form. We weren't good uh, just after New Year. We struggled to beat Dumbarton uh, in our opening cup tie. A Sam Cosgrove penalty, four minutes from time, got us through that. Uh, we had that epic replay down at Rugby Park uh, when, you know, we were out of the competition twice, back into it, eventually won the game uh, and then we had a a hard-fought victory down at St Mirren to get ourselves into the semi-final. But Celtic, if you recall, were absolutely flying after the New Year period and you would have found it so difficult to make a case for Aberdeen to be on the same park as Celtic uh, in the semi-final had it been back then but it's so different now and I, I really think that the, the fans um, they would be absolutely over the moon if Aberdeen were to produce the, the performance that we know that this squad is capable of against a Celtic side who they're showing signs of recovery but they're only little wee green shoots of recovery there's, there's no major recovery uh, has come from Celtic over the last couple of games Coming up a little bit later on Red Friday we'll have uh, Beat the Pundit and this week it's going to be Don's fan Kev Lynch who's going to be taking on Dave McDermott we'll find out how last week went as well and uh, we are going to hear now from Kev who our fan reporter Graham spoke to about Sunday's game to get his thoughts Is it our turn to get one over Celtic this time? You know they've, they've had the better of us the past few times we played them in the cup finals etc a few cup semi-finals as well but you know Aberdeen showed last week didn't they Kev that they can certainly get it Celtic and how do Aberdeen get the better of Celtic this time Kev? Yeah Graham, we're definitely due one um, I think this is a different Celtic from the Celtic we've played um, in the last couple of finals and semi-finals they look a lot more vulnerable they certainly uh, don't have as much to fear about them as they used to and we seem to have a little bit of a spring in our step uh, and I reckon this could definitely be on Sunday definitely our chance and certainly hasn't been a better time to play Celtic in my opinion um, so I, I think we could do it I reckon the spine of our team with Ferguson and McCrory are definitely um, looking good for us just now I think they were friendly obviously during the week where some of the other guys who've been injured were playing and got I think a decent run out which is encouraging so hopefully maybe see likes of Crossgrove and Kennedy and stuff um, available for the match so yeah I think um this could be a good one. I've got quite confident this week, and I think we could. Uh, I think we could do the job against Celtic. Let's get Graham's thoughts as well. Graham, how do you see Sunday going? Yeah, Mike, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I really do feel that if we can get past Celtic on Sunday, I, I think the cup. It's it's a great opportunity for Aberdeen to take that cup back up to Aberdeen. You know, um, we've we've been desperate to get the Scottish Cup for a while now. Derek said it himself. He really wants that cup. Um, he's only had one cup since he's been here. I think getting that Scottish Cup would, would mean so much to him, the, the staff, Todd Reed, you know, everyone, especially the fans. Um, 
I think it would just be great, you know, and Shetlock aren't in great form at the moment. Um, slipped up again last night from a winning position, uh, albeit they were playing Lille, um, a difficult team. But, you know, I think Aberdeen showed that they can they can definitely hurt Shetlock. And I'm looking forward to it, Mike. I think we'll, we can get this get this win, you know, get the monkey off our back against Celtic at Hamden Park. Hopefully that's gone tomorrow and sorry Sunday and we get it get it sorted, you know. But here's hoping, Mike. I'm going to say, I know I said 2-1 last week, but I'm going to say it again, Mike. 2-1 Aberdeen this time. We're going to hear from Kev. We're going to hear from Graham a little bit later on when we do Beat the Pundit and we'll also get your predictions, Dave. But for now, Andrew, uh, we're going to get your thoughts. How do you see the game playing out on Sunday and what's your prediction? Well, I think we've got to start, as I say, on the front foot. Uh, get right in amongst Celtic. Don't let Scott Brown, if he starts the game, dominate things in the middle of the park. I think Lewis Ferguson and Ross McCrory uh, have got a big job to do in there. And I think they will be the two that are in there. Obviously, last week, uh, the manager explained why he, put, he started Ross McCrory at right wing back because he didn't want Ryan Hedges to be... Um, having to defend all the time because you know that Laxalt's going to bomb forward a lot. Uh, so I think it'll be McCrory and Ferguson against McGregor and Brown in the middle of the park if we can win that battle. And if Ash Taylor, uh, who makes his 150th start for Aberdeen if he plays on Sunday, um, has the game of his life and snuffs out Odson Edward, Lee Griffiths, uh, Albin Ayeti, whoever it is that Neil Lennon opts to, to play up front. Uh, I think Aberdeen have got the attacking armoury there that they can cause this Celtic defence a lot of problems. Scott Bain has come in in goal in place of Barkas and with his penalty save last night, I think has pushed himself into the the prime position for, for getting that goalkeeping shirt. But Scott hasn't played an awful lot of games. Uh, he is prone to the odd error, error as of course has, has Barkas been. Uh, so I think Aberdeen can get at them and I'm, I just feel that the, the time is right now for Aberdeen, as I say, to take this massive leap forward and I'm going to have them edge the game 2-1 in normal time. David, it is important... Uh, it's not just important it's shown how vital it is to have a reliable goalkeeper that you know that your back four or your back five your back three know what they're going to be doing week in week out and Celtic just don't seem to have that right now yeah the the the, the, the keeper that they signed Barkas is as Andrew says he's made quite a few mistakes he doesn't exactly inspire confidence whereas Joe Lewis you know other than the one mistake against Motherwell early in the season. He's mm-hmm. been safe as houses and is consistent. And uh, and it's in mistakes that happen in a what? That's just goalkeeping. You're a goalkeeper. You make a mistake. Yeah, it's very it's much so, highlighted. It's, absolutely, it's magnified ten times from the mistakes that Barkas you'll be play. letting in goals that you you feel that a goal. You know, it, it doesn't so, so seem to go for for a lot of shots where you feel, you know, at least he should be trying to get there. Yeah, and. Uh, like a lot of continental keepers, likes to punch the ball rather than mm-hmm. holding it, which uh, which Joe's very good at just taking the, the ball out the, the sky. Of course, being his height does help <laughs> quite a bit. But yeah, yeah a, a good goalkeeper, as as we know, is worth his weight in gold. And uh, certainly, I think the Aberdeen players would rather be playing with Joe Lewis behind them than anybody else. Well, we'll be getting your predictions. Beat the Pundit on the way very soon. You'll be up against Don's fan, Kev Lynch. That's on the way in just a few minutes' time. Right now, though, the Aberdeen FC ladies' season is well underway. Let's find out how things are going for them with Lewis Mickey. Two games in, and Aberdeen sit top of the SWPL2 table. But can they stay there? 
It started two weeks ago with a dramatic 4-3 victory over Dundee United at Cormac Park. Not only did they come from behind, but Eva Thompson scored the winner in the third minute of stoppage time. Last week, it was a little bit more routine. A 9-0 victory in Edinburgh against Boroughmuir Thistle, 17-year-old Bailey Hutchinson scoring a hat-trick. And I asked AFC Women's co-manager Stuart Bathgate about her earlier this week. She's an amazing talent, you know, there's no there's no question about it. Um, you just see that from her on the pitch. Her work ethic on the training pitch as well is is, is phenomenal. So it's uh, it's really good to see from somebody at such a young age, you know. Um, she's obviously involved with, uh, with the national team at... Um, at age group levels already so you know it's for us it's she's a fantastic asset and to be honest it's it's really going to be down to her how far she can go you know um we believe in her and we see the talent there and i certainly think she could go uh, go all the way to, to representing the country at a senior level now on to this weekend a return to Cormac Park with 6th place Queen's Park the opponents Stuart told me what he and fellow co-manager Emma Hunter are expecting from the game that'll be a tough test you know um, the next four games actually we've kind of got our eye on our, that they're um they're all going to be tough ones for us um, teams that are probably going to be looking to be there or thereabouts in the um, the top of the table come the end of the season but um, Queen's Park specifically you know they've uh, They've had a, a win and a, and a defeat in the first two games and a decent win on Sunday against uh, Glasgow women. They won 2-0. So uh, we expect it to be tough. You know, they're, they're, they'll be a strong side. They've strengthened um, quite considerably over the over lockdown. Plenty of action for the other North East teams this weekend. In the Championship North, Stonehaven host Dundee West. Buchan are away to Inverness Cali Thistle. And West Dyke welcome Dryborough Athletic. And in the SWFL North slash East, Buchan Ladies Youth travel to Leaven FC. West Dyke Thistle play Bayside away from home. And Granite City Ladies are in Fife to face Dunfermline's under-21s. Yeah, the women's team doing well uh, this season so far, Dave. And I saw a goal um, being retweeted quite a bit a couple of weeks ago it was a last minute winner yeah uh, against Dundee United yeah. it was a gr- great strike last last moment of the game top corner yeah fantastic strike and that set them off and to, as Stuart said uh, you know they are top, top top of the league at the moment long way to go tough tough league they got promotion last year I, I think they'll get back personally I think they'll get back to back promotions and, and Bailey Hutchison getting Scotland age group she's not the only one that's being recognised by the national team Francesco Ogilvy also playing for the age group as well so they're a good squad they seem to be a good tight squad as well so um, I I will not be surprised if they make it up to the top flight uh, after after this season. We have a, a history in the North East, uh, Andrew, of having very talented footballers in the women's game. We do indeed, and uh, I think they've started the season very well. Uh, I, I did watch the, the highlights of that game against Dundee United, and there was uh, two or three cracking goals in that mm-hmm. match. And it, it's nice to see that they're getting a bit of coverage now um, because they're affiliated to, to the, the Premiership teams and, and things like that. But um, yeah, Rachel Corsi, the, the Scotland captain, of course. Um, and, and Red TV pundits. And occasional. Red TV pundits, <laughs> who put all of us to shame, I think, when she was on. Yes. Uh, our knowledge of football is absolutely, you know, brilliant. Uh, but uh, Rachel, um, as I say, national team captain from Hazelhead. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a, a, 
a rich heritage of um, young ladies. Kim Little, of course. Absolutely. I mean, Kim Little, one of the top lady footballers in the world uh, from Mintlaw. And uh, yeah, I wish them every success. And uh, again, it's just such a shame that people can't get along to to watch the games. Uh, And it is important that we we keep giving them uh, a bit of airtime and a bit of, you know, column inches in the paper and stuff like that. Because the women's game is on the up in Scotland, there's no question of that. I remember watching a very young Kim Little um, who take taking part in the Aberdeen International Football Festival many years ago yep. at uh, down at the old Chris Chris Anderson, and uh, I think it was either five or six the game that I was watching. She scored. She was just a, a goal machine <laughs> even back then, and uh, of course has gone on to great things with Scotland and Arsenal, etc. So D- ten years since the last international football. Twenty ten was the yep. last one. Yes, lots of talented players that you saw p- perform and, and play at that level who have gone on to to really really amazing things. Yeah, well, the, uh, there was an article in the paper this week which showed Ryan Fraser, Declan McManus um, helping to launch the, um, the, the the last ever festival. We didn't know it was the last ever festival at that point, but mm-hmm. it turned out. And it was, a, uh, it was such a highlight. And, uh, you know, with Peter and Love, who went on to mm. play for Coventry City, he, yep. he was an early player. You know, Cammy Smith, Gary Mackay, Stephen... Um, I think the Gary won player of the tournament, if I remember correctly, many years ago now. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just sad that uh, the financial crisis in 2008 kind of uh, sort of sorted budgets out that clubs couldn't actually afford to, to send teams, but great, great memories. Yeah, whatever happened to Ryan Fraser. Uh, on the way, we'll uh, we'll uh, be finding out Dave McDermott's predictions. It is Beat the Pundit. That is on the way. Plus, we'll take a look at the other games involving North East teams. Of course, Peterhead and Cove Rangers, both in League One action. All that on the way in just a minute. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. This is Red Friday. I'm Mike. I'm joined by Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny. And last week, beat the pundit. It was Jordan Strachan that took on Dave. How did he get on, Andrew? Well, Dave, unfortunately, has become a wee bit like Celtic. Bright starts, <laughs> then uh, some draws, some defeats. Uh, he lost 4-3 last week. Oh, so well done, Jordan. Uh, it does mean now that the punters are ahead of Dave by six points to five. Well, we're going to see if that is going to continue once again. I'm sure sure you'll be hoping not, but uh, we'll find out how uh, things go this week. And it's Don's fan, Kev Lynch, who Graham spoke to earlier to get his predictions. Thank you, Mike. Kev, are you feeling confident? Can you beat Dave McDermott? Yeah, I'll give it a go, Graham, hopefully. First up, Kev, we'll go with the league fixtures. Dundee United against Ross County. Dundee United, Ross County, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Livingston against Motherwell. I'm fancying a 1-0 to Motherwell in that game. Kilmarnock against Rangers. As much as I want to say a Kilmarnock win, I don't think they're going to have enough to see up Rangers. Um, I'm going to say 2-0 Rangers. And on to the Cup semi-finals. First up, the Edinburgh Derby, Kev. Hearts against Hibs, how do you see that one going? Well, I'm fancying an Aberdeen Hibs final, so I'm going to say 2 1 Hibs for that semi final. And then it's the big one, Kev. Celtic against Aberdeen, how do you see this one going? I'm going to go 2 1 in the semi final again, this time for the Dons. And Cove Rangers against Partick Thistle, Kev. I'll go with 2 1 Cove. 
Right then, Dave, let's get your predictions starting with the league game Scottish Premiership. Dundee United at home to Ross County. Oh, one apiece. Motherwell visit Livingston. Oh, sorry. I'm just reading Kev's there. 2-1 uh, <laughs> Dundee United. Yeah, you can make them up if you go yeah. as you go no, along. 2-1 two, uh, two, Dundee United. Yes. Okay, Livingston at home to Motherwell. 1-1. One, one. Uh, Rangers visit Kilmarnock. 3-1 uh, Rangers. In League One, it's Cove Rangers at home to Partick Thistle. 2-0 Cove. Uh, Scottish Cup then. The Saturday evening one is Hearts against Hibs. 2-2 two, two after 90 minutes, but I think Hibs will go through an extra time. OK, and then Aberdeen uh, visit... Well, they visit Hamden, but it's Celtic Aberdeen technically. So what's the score going to be? Well, uh, this is one where I hope Kev has got it right rather than me, because, again, I think uh, we couldn't get separate the sides last Sunday. I think it's going to be one apiece after 90 minutes, but, again, Aberdeen to go through, obviously, after extra time. Yeah, lots, uh, lots of games to talk about, uh, Andrew. Lots of... Uh, really important ones for a lot of teams and obviously starting with the semi-finals Hearts-Hibs it's a really really big game you feel particularly for Hearts because they'll feel like they have something to prove Yes uh, I mean they've obviously got a sense of grievance about having been relegated uh, it's a, a, an Edinburgh derby Quite often the form route can go out the window when, when these two meet, regardless of where, where the game takes place. Uh, I think Hearts have prepared well enough for this. They had a lot of pre-season friendly games and they started their league season well with two victories. Uh, looked very good against Dundee, winning 6-2 at Tynecastle. Didn't look anything like as good when they played against Arbroath at Gayfield last Friday night, but still managed to grind out a victory. Hibs, we know, have played some great football so far this season, but they've had uh, rocky points on the road as well. And... Uh, I find this one a, a very difficult one to call, but I just feel that Hibs maybe have the, the greater strength and depth. Uh, and in Kevin Nisbet, they've got a, a very good goal scorer. In Martin Boyle, they've got a, a player who can relish the open spaces of Hamden with his pace. And I, I just fancy Hibs to edge that one 2-1. Uh, Dave, looking at the Premiership, Dundee United at home to Ross County. It's been a weird start for Dundee United, really. A couple of draws now in a row, but they're playing a Ross County team who have started well, but sort of drifted away a little bit in recent weeks. Yeah, and they got absolutely hammered last week, so that's why I'm going for a United uh, victory. Although, the, off the field, there's obviously problems with United being asked to take, the players being asked to take a 20% mm. wage cut, which has not gone down well with the squad so that may affect United's performance I hope not but uh, they, they have been difficult to predict because as you say it's been up and down mm. for them but uh, I'll go for the 2-1 uh, Andrew, Kamarnock Rangers, the Sunday Premiership game, it's 12 o'clock kickoff in that one. Rangers on real good form at the moment. We saw that last night with that 1 0 win against a, uh, a Lech Poznan team that actually defended pretty well. Um, I don't think Rangers it was their best performance, but again, they got the win and another clean sheet. Yeah, uh, that's the thing that Rangers form is based on, is just not conceding goals at all. I think, am, am I right in saying they've had 14 clean sheets in 17 games, yeah, something like that? Yeah, they three in the league this season. Yeah, uh, the three were all away from home. Um, Kilmarnock is notoriously a difficult place for both sides of the Great Divide in Glasgow to go and visit because of that playing surface. But I think Rangers will just have too much. And regardless of the fact that they played on Thursday, they've got a big, big squad. Stephen Gerrard has, has put together a, a, a group of players that he can rotate without weakening his side at all. And I go along with Kev and think that Rangers will ease a 2-0 victory in that one.
Two big games for the North East in Scottish League One. Cove Rangers, Partick Thistle, we saw at the... Well, I actually watched the Cove Rangers Peterhead game last week, uh, Dave. And uh, yeah, it was a good game. Peterhead started really, really well and, and actually had real moments in that game. But Cove Rangers' strength, just the clinical nature of the team. They got those two goals, really important goals as well, um, and uh, saw the game out. And you feel that at home to Partick Thistle, it's a big game for Cove, but you feel they might have enough. Yeah, I think uh, Cove are very used to winning and more importantly they're very used to winning on their own patch. Balmour has proved to be a very, very difficult place for visiting teams to go to. Um, they're sitting at the top of the league and I, I think they'll, Paul Hartley and his squad will do enough to to stay there. They've had players out, Ryan Strack and Fraser Fivey and Seb Ross etc. who are now coming back so they've got a very, very good squad and uh, mm. a squad that really... Uh, is probably one of the strongest in in League One, so I think Thistle will not be relishing the, the trip up to the northeast, uh, and I fully expect Cove to take all three points. Yeah, Andrew, would you go along with that? Absolutely. I mean, uh, as Dave said, you know, uh, the Balmoral Stadium uh, and Cove, a marriage made in heaven, really, isn't it? I mean, the, they've got a hundred percent record in league games there, which is a fantastic record to have going into your second season in, in senior football. And uh, I think, as he said there as well, that there's such good players coming back to fitness that Paul Hartley is is blessed with the same kind of problem that Derek McInnes has got picking uh, a starting eleven, but knowing that he's got real strength and depth on the bench. So yeah. I can see Cove uh, continuing that winning run at home to, to Partick Thistle. Unfortunately, when you look at that league table, you see Cove on top with six points. Mm-hmm. You see Peter Head down at the bottom with no points after a couple of games. Yeah. Uh, and that'll be disappointing for Jim McAnally after the very bright start that they made in the Betfred Cup. Tough game for them, though, away to Clyde. Of course, they've very just played the tough. one game this season, Clyde, but they beat Park Thistle. Yeah, um, Clyde on their home patch are a formidable foe, and they've got David Goodwillie who keeps banging in goals. So I think if Peterhead can keep him quiet, they've got a chance of coming away with something, but I think a share of the spoils is as much as they can expect. Yeah, again, I said there that Peterhead looked strong in patches. You felt they had a bit of a point to prove against Cove, and they did that well in the first half. Uh, Clyde, though, different proposition again, it, it, just in terms of there isn't that ro- local rivalry. It's away from home, it's a bit of a journey, and Clyde are a strong team. Yeah, and as Andrew mentioned, David Goodwillie is always going to be a da- danger man for any any team. But I do th- I do think Jim McAnally will be quite happy if he gets a draw because it gets him off the mark and gets, gets po- some points on the board. It's still very, very early days, even in this reduced uh, League One season that, that, yeah. that we're having. So I, I, I'm going for a 1 1 draw on that one. Yeah. And of course, the big game, the biggest game of the lot is 2.30. It's Sunday, it's Celtic against Aberdeen. It's the Scottish Cup semi-final. It's so strange though, Dave, isn't it, that we're talking about a Scottish Cup semi-final at the end of October. Particularly as it's season 2019-20. Scottish uh, Cup semi-final. But yeah, that's a huge, huge game of what a lift it would be for... Uh, for the Dons to get to another Hamden final. Yeah, it'll be absolutely huge. Remember, you can listen to Red Friday, you can download the podcast, like and subscribe it as well, northsound1.com, you can listen there. Uh, don't forget, I'll be back tomorrow with Cheryl for Red Saturday from 2. We'll have all the latest from Scottish League 1 and much, much more. We'll be back next week with Red Friday. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday.